Welcome to Life Mastery. My name is Ntlantha Mafarafaram. In Life Mastery, we help you to set great goals and to achieve them. We also help you to become the best version of yourself so that nobody can ignore you. Today, I'm bringing an episode that I recorded while I was invited to give a business talk at the Limpopo Chamber of Commerce under the title Kingdom Entrepreneurship. And today, I just want to give you a segment that talks about how to become an all-time problem solver as an entrepreneur, as a problem solver, as a solution agent in the African context and how to become a business that lasts forever. And I hope you enjoy it. Um, As we know right now, Africa is a wealthy land. It's a big land that is very wealthy. And in in an unfortunate part, it has been um, a victim of scavengers from all different countries coming to South Africa and to Africa as such um, to look for resources. We've got different resources that we can use to take care of ourselves, to solve our own problems and to meet our own needs. But what has been unfortunate is that the Africans themselves have not seen the resources that they are sitting on. So we are working on resources, but we don't see it. Hence, most of the businesses, um, this afternoon I was listening to, yesterday I was listening to an interview on, on a Facebook of uh, a, gent- a woman who has gone done businesses, security, cleaning, catering. And that is what most of the time when we say we're going into business as black people, we go into catering, cleaning or security and things like that. It's mostly what looks appealing. But we haven't seen the resource landscape and the and the, the, the diversified nature of our resources as such. But when we are sleeping as it is, most of the people from outside are looking at Africa. They want a piece, they want a stake, they want a share of, of the African wealth that we are not seeing. Be it in mineral resources, be it in trade and industry, be it um, in the healthcare space, be it in the social space. We have so many companies coming from abroad. Um, what has been known so far is that Africa is a buyer, it's not a seller. Um, most Africans are buyers, they are consumers, they are not tradesmen. Hence, most of the time, it is easy for a foreign company to come to South Africa or to Africa as such and Lufan and find cheap labor and then exploit people through um, sales and through credit. Most of the time, most Africans are including business people, business leaders, because we have much of a consumption mentality, we find ourselves deeply indebted. And then unfortunately, we are lo- our resources are looted out of us while we are watching in deep sleep. Now, one of the reasons why we have not seen ourselves as a resource in the hand of God. It's, it's, it's because we have believed and taught ourselves and trained ourselves so much to believe and to think as people who are ready to answer a question, not people who are ready to ask a question. Some of you are business people right here. And the reason why you're business people is because one day you woke up or you were sleeping or you were walking on the road and you saw a problem and you say, how can I solve it? And then after you've thought of how can I solve it, you said to yourself, how much can I charge to sell the solution? And this is the question that people have, have come. They looked at us and say, Africa has a problem. There's a problem of cleanliness. There's a problem of toilets. There's a problem of infrastructure. There's a problem of healthcare. There's a problem of accounting. There's a problem of legal system. Now they say, how can we solve the African problem? And then they come, they take us, we become slaves and so on and so forth. But in reverse, I'm glad that now we've got so many black entrepreneurs that are rising up, solving different kind of 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 problems now we have to take this from a christian um, perspective and say now yes we have the world yes we have business yes we have 
politics, as we have this and that. But if you were a man of God, is it enough? If you are a business person, is, is it enough? Um, what kind of problems and what kind of guiding principles um, uh, do, do, do you use? I believe that uh, being a man of God is great, but uh, being a man with God is a different kind of, 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 of an answer. Most of us, are, well, as business people, we, we are known to be businessmen. And you hear people in the street introducing themselves as CEOs. But being a business person with a business is a different story. Now, why, what do I mean being a person, a business person with a business or being a man of God with God? It means you are not just using a title. You are functionally in that particular space. A man with God can achieve a great success, but a man and, and than just what we call a man of God. And a man with God in a business who happens to be a man of God with God in a business with a business, it's a different. I was having this conversation with a friend of mine and, 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 and he was saying to me, Mr. Mafara, Fara, do you know that God is your greatest partner in your business? And I asked him, what do you mean? And he was saying to me, look, if you allow God to be your partner in your business, this is where we start in the planning. You allow God to be your partner in your business. Why do you allow God to be your partner in your business? Because if you do business and you have men as partners, they can walk away. If you do business and you have men as partners, they can steal from you. They can loot from you. They can give up. They can change their vision. When your vision changes, they want to go away. But God folds the vision. God molds the vision. But here's the, here's the sad part. We start a business with God. But when the business starts succeeding, we want to partner with men and we want to divorce God's partnership. And here's the, here's the sad thing. Once you start divorcing God's partnership, God walks on the side. He doesn't, he doesn't force himself. He walks on the side. He watches you do. He watches you fumble and fall. And then he says, when you come back, I will come back to you and we will restart and we will, we will, we will, we will do the journey. If you look at, there's so many people who call themselves philanthropists be it enough in an African context or not. Why is it that most of the philanthropists from America are not giving money in America while America has poverty problem? They're coming to Africa because it's the land. For me, I'm, I'm even thinking this is the gateway of, of, of wealth according to God's principles because this is where everything that God, when God talks about seed principle, when it, God talks about seed fruit principle, when you talk about a seed becoming a tree, a tree becoming an orchard, it's what God looks at when he looks at Africa. They're coming here as philanthropists, giving. And I remember I was listening to Robert Kiyosaki and he said, I will not stop giving money to a church because that is where my partner is and his partner is God. So he brings money here. And I think that that becomes a little bit. So how do we plan for success? Let's start with the definition. The definition of planning is looking at the future and determining how to get there. You have a business, you're sitting here, you say it's under lockdown, it's under COVID-19, we have a lot of restrictions. What goes beyond the next two years? One man was saying yesterday on TV and he said, we do, should not assume that every business that was closed during lockdown will rise up. Here's the sad thing. Three, some people have opened three businesses during lockdown and have made millionaires. Some people have become millionaires instantly during the lockdown. Don't ask me whether the principles were right or wrong, but they become millionaires as, 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 as we speak. So now you define planning and you say, we're saying it is looking at the future, identifying the future, knowing what the future, knowing exactly what it is that you're going to get. And then you come up with a plan on how to get there. So you're looking at your business right now and you're asking yourself, this is where I am. How do I move forward? What kind of products do I sell? Will these products be needed tomorrow? What kind of services do I sell? Will the services be needed tomorrow? So 
Number one, we clarify the ultimate intent for which the business exists or for which the services exist. And this is the basic and the basic fundamentals of where you start in your planning. The purpose for which you were started. Here is the thing. Once a purpose is not clearly understood, abuse and misuse and neglect is inevitable. One of the reasons why businesses fail, one of the reasons why churches fail, one of the reasons why even marriages fail is because we start with understanding the deep, the deep purpose behind that. Most of the time, we start a business because we want to make money not to solve a problem so we make money solving one problem therefore we are not able to reinvent ourselves into becoming a solution going forward hang on a moment let me interrupt this program to announce to you that there's a book called step to the next level. It's a book that I've constructed to help you to achieve all these things that I'm talking about in the in this podcast. So I'm encouraging you to take a moment, contact me on 076-0235-161 and purchase that book. It's gonna set you apart and make you the biggest person that you've ever dreamed of becoming. You need to become the best version of yourself so that nobody can ignore you. Step to the next level. In the Bible, in the book of Proverbs 25, verse 2, the Bible says, It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but to uncover it, it is the glory of kings. And it has been repeatedly uh, 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 reiterated in the word that a man, we are kings as we, we, we partner with God. But God conceals matters. It means he hides a problem and he says, I'm looking for a king through, it, whom, through whom I can birth an idea to solve the problems of the world. Now he's looking at me and you who call ourselves entrepreneurs or business people. The definition of an entrepreneur is someone who finds a problem, package a solution, develop a solution, package it and sell it. When it's sold, he finds another problem, package it and sell it. And then when he finishes, he finds another problem, package it and sell it. So that is what an entrepreneur is. But what is the purpose of an entrepreneurship is to solve problems and sell them at a cost, at a price to a particular group of people. Why? Because once you uncover this purpose, you will understand the mission. You will understand the vision. You will understand the scope of the solution. When, why do we say, what, what do I mean when I say the scope of the solution? I'm saying that when you start right here, most of the time, there's this thing that we call little beginnings and, and sympathy statements. Most of the time when we introduce people into, into the concept of business, you say, I come from, like I said, I come from a small village. And then you continue to say, I, I am a humble person owning a small business and I'm sitting in a small village in a small office. I just hired a few people. We don't understand the scope. Yes, it's okay to start small, but think globally. Look, the problems that are happening in South Africa, happening in Zimbabwe, they're happening in Ghana, they're happening in Nigeria, they're happening in the U.A., in the U.S. and everything. Why is it that China has infiltrated the whole world? Because they understand that small things are needed in the bigger communities. Therefore, they scale up. They, they, they are able to scale up. Number two, understand the bigger picture as clarified with the end in mind. You see, so when you have a, a clear vision, you expand the scope of that particular vision. You expand your reach. And then you also build what you call your potential and your capacity to release into that. Why? Because if we don't understand the big picture, we miss the small activities that are needed to build up the big picture. Let me give an example. The If, if, if you have a young man in the corner selling quarter, as long as he doesn't think of a big picture, I had a conversation with a young guy from Chabani village. He's selling beautiful, the pictures look beautiful of the quarters. And I was saying to him, have you thought of moving the quarter from the village to a mall? And then he said, hmm? And I said, have you thought of 
taking that quarter and making it a franchisable business, opening it multi- in multiple places. And as a man of God, you're like, mm, I never thought about it. Like, just expand your vision. Expand your vision because if people are liking the quarter at Chavani, the people who like the quarter at Bungeni, the people who like the quarter at Elim, the people who like, who like the quarter in Pulukwane, and that quarter that you're making, I've never seen it anywhere. The, I've, I've eaten quarter in different places. The quarter that he makes, this guy, is is, is, is to die for. But he is thinking small scale. Now, I hope with the conversation that we, we had, his vision will expand. You see, in the book of Proverbs, it says, a wise man thinks ahead. If you're thinking that people here will enjoy the quarter only, when they move, they want the quarter to follow them. So move with the people. When a student moves from Polukwane to, 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 to Pretoria, they may want to have a portion of what they had before. That is why Nigerians still eat their, to their food from Nigeria when they are here. Chinese don't go to other restaurants they look for chinese restaurant in every country that they go why because their vision they are they are rooted in their in the food and in the culture and in the value system that they took when they come from number three understand the cost of building what you intend to build some of the reasons why businesses fail is because you start a business with a wonderful picture understand the purpose understand the scope but you don't understand the intensity of work that is required to build that in luke 14 we hear that can can a man think in his mind to say i want to build a tower but he does not calculate the cost as to how much will it take for him to bring it to completion when you calculate the cost we're not talking about money here we talk about how much prayer will it require how much faith will it require how much sacrifice will it require and i'm sitting here right now my family is sitting here it, for me to do what i do as a teacher because my business is in teaching for me to do what i do my family has to be put away for a moment and my family has to understand that the cost of the success of the business is me having to cut some of the time that i spend with them to come and spend with you here so you, you understand the cost of building that business i remember one gentleman said you know for me to arrive here i had to sleep in a car i had to sleep in a car i had to pretend uh sleeping in a car wake up and go wash my face in the office uh, uh basin until it took him years until it arrived at the place where people see me renting an office see me driving a good car see me living in a good house what does it cost you some of it will cost you to separate from people some of it will cost you to change your mindset and it's a business itself but you cannot start your vision at this level and expect people who are working with you at this level to appreciate the vision once your vision elevates to a particular level you need to elevate your association you need to elevate your behavior you need to elevate your time and your heart set and, and 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 so on and so forth and then the last one understand the complexity of of what you need what needs to be achieved let me give a case view of using alibaba's business you know alibaba jack ma the founder of alibaba this business um is, is operating at a global scale um has uh, i think in 2018 forbes reported that their globe their annual revenue was over 70 billion us dollars they have more than 101,000 employees across the world that's a big scale when they asked jack ma what is the strength of alibaba and he says it is the iron triangle now you are here and you want to start a business or you're in business now we need to ask you and you need to be able to answer this what is the strength that holds the complexity of your business what is it that when you say my business is operating this thing if my business moves to this place this is the three the things that my business will take 
According to Jack Ma, he calls it the Iron Triangle. It's e-commerce, understanding of e-commerce. They've got three different businesses operating in an online scale. Number two is logistics. They are operating globally and they are one of the fastest delivery people in the world in terms of, of online shops. You can buy a product from China, it's delivered very fast. They understand complex logistics. And then number three is finance. They have different kind of of, of, of specialized services that manage their finances. There was a... T- hey, I hope you had fun listening to that. I hope you enjoyed it and you grabbed something that you're going to apply to yourself, to your family, to your business, and to increase yourself and become the best version of yourself so that nobody can ignore you. Look, we, we still have to ask you, we still encourage you to take a moment and share this podcast with some of your friends, with some of your family, with some of your colleagues, with some of your contacts on Facebook and so on. But more importantly, I ask you to send me your feedback. Look, we don't put this podcast as a complete show. You know, we, we cut it in the middle so that you can want more. But at the end of the day, if you want the full version of what I teach, you can invite me to come and teach you, to come and talk to you, to your team, your organization, to your institution. Let's talk about it. But contact me, 076-023-5161. Let's keep the conversation going.